0: And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Everybody, and thank you for listening to Living in Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Jock and I'm your host. Uh, this episode sucks. Really sucks. And just a few days ago, I posted my episode of Back Together Again. And of course, parentheses I put for now. And yep, black and white splitting. She's fucking pulled a nutty. And what really sucks is. I'll explain more in this episode. She's in a dilemma right now, the biggest dilemma in her entire life. It makes me leave. It sucks. But anyways, thank you again for listening, and let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Yes, again, thank you for listening to Living in Third Degree with BPD. I'm Brad Shattuck, I'm your host. And, um, sorry, I'm a little stuffed up right now. I just got through a pretty good episode of crying my fucking eyes out. Yes, I just made that episode a few days ago. And jokingly, I put in there, we're together again, for now, how do I know? Goddamn BPD. BPD fucking sucks. I wrote her a 12 page letter the other night she went to a full blown split I became Satan she said every fucking word and pushed every button I had she knows how to do it too when she turns into this bitch she's the devil's daughter no fuck no she's the devil herself Yeah, no she's the devil She, she erupted from hell I fucking love her so much. So when you're wasting this letter, I put... She gets... Whenever you bring up anything about her episode when she's not splitting... That's one of her triggers. Oh, you can't bring up anything because she's always the victim. Always plays the victim. It's my fault why something starts. One little trigger that started... And this going to sound a little disgusting, but it's God's honest truth. If I take a shower... I have to announce it to her, and that's because she wants to take a shower with me. If I take a shower without her, especially without telling her, I'm showering for somebody else. Getting ready for somebody else. There are days, because I love her so much and don't want to trigger her, that I go five days without a shower. Because I love her and I don't want her splitting. And this is what happens. So anyways been at the house for a little over six weeks, but the thing is, it sucks, is, it's kind of trapped there, because the engine blew, I just bought a used Saab, and, uh, long story short, had it for a couple of months, and the engine seized up, so anyway, it's kind of stuck there, buying another car in a few days, but, you know, yeah, of course, she would, she's, you know, one of my episodes said, she's like a broken record when we fight, same shit over and over, leave, fucking leave, fucking leave, 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 fucking leave, I don't want you here. I don't have a goddamn car, and I live an hour away. I'm not going to fucking walk 43 miles. No, ain't happening. So anyways. They kind of gave her the upper hand. Because she knew I couldn't leave. Tonight? Oh no. It sucks. 11 o'clock at night, I had to call my 73-year-old mother. And beg her to come pick me up. As I said, I don't want to do or say something. I'm going to regret. <laughs> she was every fucking button I had. And, um... I'm a heavy smoker, when available, I'll smoke sometimes two, three packs a day, most of it's nerves, but she um, locked me outside, all my shit was inside, three hours would let me have a fucking cigarette, and I smoke a cigarette like every 50 minutes, half an hour or so, three hours without a cigarette, all that just adds to the tension, so finally I told her to put my shit outside, I have a ride, I really didn't, It was around like 7.30 p.m. at night. She would. Locked every fucking window in the house. Barricaded every door. Finally, I pulled a trick on her. I told her something important I had to tell her. Long story short, she opened up the living room window. Now, I can't climb through that window easily. But I said... Oh my God, something's out back. I, I grabbed her attention, made her run to the bedroom. When she did that, I dashed in through the living room window. She's like, you motherfucker, blah, blah. Goes, shut the fuck up. I'm getting my shit, I'm leaving. But back to this letter. I wrote her a letter. But see, the way I got to write letters is because her triggers. If I put her triggers at the end of the letter, the whole letter sucks. So I put the triggers in the beginning, which is anything you mention bad about her, God forbid. And then I mentioned all the good stuff. So it kind of ends on that note. So I know how to write letters. I have to do it very systematically. It's like writing a goddamn algorithm to write her a letter. But in the beginning I put, first of all, when we argue, and then when we're done arguing, her mother passed away four years ago. She tells me, when we fight, just don't say this, just don't say that, don't say this, don't say that. Wait a minute, you make rules? (laughs) You sit there and call my mother a, Nah, oh, forget it. She does the most nasty, worst things. But then she's got rules. Don't, you know, I can say whatever I want, but you can't say this or that. Are you fucking kidding me right now? There's rules when it comes to arguing? Bullshit. So I said, the other thing she always says. I'm going to throw you up. I'm going to bring you out up here. I'm going to do things all night long. Put my necklace down. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. And that's kind of her way of, like, me me thinking, like, oh, God, I shouldn't leave because she'll bring a guy here. And she goes into explicit details. Like, I won't even repeat anybody. Explicit details. But I know why she does that. Leave. It's, you know, the I hate you, don't leave tactic. So, I said, well, guess what? I'm going to leave, take all my shit, and give you privacy so you can do whatever you want with whoever. I'm not here. I don't give a shit. I know she wouldn't do it anyways. Honestly, if somebody was there, yeah, she would. But she's not going to reach out to anybody. And we live out in the woods and the sticks, anyways. So, whatever. Now, back to this letter. So I started off saying, you know, it's kind of weird that you give rules on what I can't say to you, but you say anything you want and you go into explicit details. It's sickening. I never fight back with certain things. Like, I never say, well, I'm going to go get a girl and I'm going to do this and that. You know because it's fucking disgusting, number one. I'm not going to say something I'm not going to do. Her mind, she has her own little world up there. She's got her own little dictionary, her own little notepad. And when it comes to fight, she opens it up and reads. And it's weird, because when we argue, she goes in order the same shit every time. I recorded our arguments four different times. Well, I record them all the time, to be honest with you. But I listened to four words, and everything was systematic. It was the same things in order, It was like a fucking broken record. Just like one of my episodes. A fucking broken record. So anyways, again, back to this freaking letter. So, started off by saying that. And I said, do you understand the things you say are so disgusting? So, I lied. I put this part. I said, you know what? I actually believe you do that stuff. But yet you call me a cheater. I literally believe you do that stuff. And if you aren't, you would. So, I don't believe you really doing it, but I put that in there just to kind of make it, you know, kind of puff it up a little bit more. And I said, especially right now, the time when you really need somebody in your life and you fucking keep telling me to leave, 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 leave. I'll get to that part in a minute, what's going on. So then a letter I said, you know, I really wish, you had been opening up to me. and You've been saying, you admitted, you would rather push people up than have them leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I've been with you for 34 motherfucking years. 34 fucking years. I'm not going to leave you now. She fucking divorced me four years ago, and I just took in there for her. So, I put in there, I said, you know, you've been opening up to me and telling me these things. Why can't you take the Zyprex like your doctor recommended? Just because it's an antipsychotic doesn't mean that you're psychotic. She is. And I'm not going to label her as that. It? <laughs> Anyways. The DSM-5. I don't know if they'll label her. her card, but she's probably got a little bit of. paranoid like schizophrenia too. you are probably tell in this episode. I'm a little bit more loose. And open. And, and so many emotions going through me right now. It's not even funny. So again. Back to this freaking letter. I said I really wish you would open up to your counselor more. And you've been telling me about these illusions where you think I'm doing things, but you know I'm really not. But these triggers, like if I go to take a shower, I'm showering for somebody else. Are you kidding me? I don't have a car where in the woods, you're with me 24 hours a day. Now this is what I told her in the letter too, and I told this before. If I do certain things that trigger her, like she says my body language, I'm getting ready to go meet somebody, this and that. Why do you sit there, and I, I said this, I said I'm not going to be sarcastic, but just listen to me. If you think I'm going to take a shower to go meet somebody, keep your mouth shut. Watch me. Oh my God, what did he do? He spent time with me. He laid with me. He made love to me and slept with me all night long. Wow. So by taking a shower didn't mean that I was going to shower for somebody else, did I? But then she would be like, well, maybe not that one time. Why don't you watch every time? See what happens. Why do you open your mouth? Because say if that was the plan, uh, you blew it. Guess what? Now I have to stay home. Now, do you want me loving you because... I can't go meet the other girl and you're all that's available and you're just convenient. Or would you like to know I took a shower because I'm going to be clean and lay next to my wife. See, so yeah, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a professional. But I got 34 fucking years of experience with this shit. So I tell her all the time with her triggers. She'll hear a noise out back. Oh, it's your little girlfriend here. Blah, blah, blah. Again, shut your mouth. If you think it's my little girlfriend, why are you going to blow it? Oh, because I'm going to go in the other room and text and say, Oh, the shower just heard you. You better leave. Why don't you just sit and see what happens? Then maybe you'll start learning that because I take a shower. Or you hear a noise outside. Or oh, my body language. It doesn't fucking mean anything. It's just natural noises. It's people naturally wanting to take a fucking shower. Want to be clean. Because there's noise out back. We live in the fucking woods. It's probably a raccoon. Could be a tiger. Who fucking knows? But we're in the woods. It's not like we're in the city. Yeah, she has a car go by and they beep their one. Well... There's 24 houses within a quarter mile. I'm sure it's not just our house that they're beeping at. And if they are, again, keep your mouth shut. See if anything comes about it. Because you used to think a cow would beep or run up their engine. No, nope, there's your little signal. You're going to be leaving. Again, why don't you just shut your fucking mouth, sit back, you hear a revving engine, you hear a beep, just go, uh-huh, I'm going to see what happens. Oh my God, again. He spent time with me, he laid with me, he made love to me, and slept with me all night long. Oh my god, the beeping and the fucking revving engines didn't mean a goddamn thing. Duh. Sorry, I'm being a little sarcastic here, but it, it's, it gets fucking sickening when she doesn't listen to my advice. Because, I, I, I mean, say, say it was a real incident. Now you just blew it. Now I'm going to text that person and say, thanks a lot, you wrecked your engine, she heard. Now I have to stay here and we can't go do whatever. No, that would never happen anyways, but at least she could see... No, nope, I blew his plans. Now he's just here because I'm convenient. No, there was no plans. He's here because he loves you. Because he thinks you're gorgeous and sexy. He likes laying next to you, and making love to you, and cuddling up to you because he fucking loves you. And she don't fucking listen. So in the letter and I, I said because if you can get your sword under control, you're an angel. You're a beautiful, gold hearted person. You're sweet, loving, caring and kind, and I love you. You always want attention. You always want to be loved. You can't get attention to be loved in the right way when you act out. It just, It's not going to happen. Sorry, when you call my mother a dirty old whore, I'm not going to cuddle up to you and tell you I love you. That's not going to happen. Just not going to happen. So, you know what I mean? You go into a bank, you put a mask on, they're not going to treat you like the old lady with the cane, are they? I think they're going to treat you a little bit different. It's all about the tone, it's about your attitude, and your fucking triggers. So, I told her in letter, this is the time right now you don't need to be fucking switching, splitting, black and white. Don't be doing it. It's the worst time in your life right now. You need somebody by your side, especially me. So then I kept putting in there. I said, you're so smart and intelligent. You're going to go somewhere in life. But you can't be keep playing these games. We're running in a circle. Our life is a fucking merry-go-round. We're not going anywhere. We're going in fucking circles. So, and I told her. You told me a couple weeks ago about abandonment. That you try to push everybody else so they don't leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm always going to be there for you. Stop thinking that way. She pushes everybody out of her life. Her Nobody in her family loves her. They all hate her. Her mother couldn't really stand her. She has six siblings, and none of them can stand her. I put in there, Do you understand the things you say to me, how bad they hurt? And what do I do? Whenever you say you're sorry, I immediately give you a hug, because I understand it's not your fault. But what is your fault is not getting your disorder under control. It's not fucking fair. I take abuse. I literally walk on eggshells. I was coloring today, I, was, I wrote a thing that said, life sucks, and I was coloring it in. And I purposely caught myself, many times, not using pink, because pink's a lady's color. Maybe I'm drawing it for somebody else. I didn't use purple, because she hates purple. So, I would purposely put purple on there, because it's not for her. So, I caught myself purposely not putting certain colors on there. I literally walk on fucking eggshells. I purposely didn't take a shower today. I was purposely not doing things because I didn't want to set her off, and it didn't fucking matter. She was already split. It didn't matter, but it would have made it worse. So it's pretty bad. that As she's attacking me and pushing my buttons, I'm still walking on eggshells because I don't want it to be worse. And it's not selfish. Some people say, well, maybe you don't really love her. You just don't like being attacked. Now that's not it. I fucking love her because I hate seeing her like that because the person that enters her is not the person she is. She's a good hearted. I fucking love her. I just. I fucking love her. And when she split. I fucking hate the other person that comes out. That person is selfish. Cruel. Self centered. Fucking bitch. Yeah I fucking hate that person. And yeah sometimes. Oh man I'll tell you. I'd love somebody to walk in and have her mouth off. And have them haul off and whap her one. I'll tell you. But when she's the other person. And when she's done splitting, she starts crying. I immediately embrace her. But it's not fair. It's not fair. The mental abuse that I have to go through to get love. And no, it's not selfish. And somebody else said, yes, you always say you go through abuse so you can get love. And it's also so I can love her. No, it is an equal relationship. I love her. When I say I love you, I don't say it because I want to hear her back. I say it because I want her to know that I love her. I don't look for her to say it back. And I've told that before. Don't say it back unless you feel you need to. I'm telling you I love you because I want you to know that I love you. I'm not saying it because I want to hear it back because I want to be reassured. I'm telling you I love you. And that that, that was a big thing that I learned. And I'm really proud of that. So anyways, this freaking letter. So, you know, I kind of ended it with, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be here for you. And guess what? I'm not there. But I'm doing it to prove a point. Long story short, a few months ago, our electric bill got up to $1,800. I got an email saying it was going to be disconnected in a few days. I had just paid off my new car, so I quickly had to get a a title loan for $1,800, which cost me like $2,400 to pay it back. So her electricity didn't get shut off. Well, fast forward... She's been living in her mother's house for almost four years now after her mother passed away. So I've been going through probate and this and that and the other thing. They took out of her share um, a fair amount. They took out like $15,000 for her staying there you know, she's been living there. Well, she couldn't swallow her pride. We go to the lawyer's house to get her check for the balance and she mouthed off to the lawyer to go stick it this night. And, and he said, if you walk out of this house right now, you're getting nothing. Literally zero She gave him the finger, walked out. Why would you do that to me, Michelle? Why? Now all the pressure's on me. You could have gotten that money got yourself a nice car, put money in the bank, and helped me to help you. You have to leave here in about a month. Now she has zero. So now all the pressure's on me. I've been looking for places to live. I show her. She doesn't even look. She's got two dogs. Went to court. And her... And my son was eight minutes late, so they got default judgment. So, technically, the sheriff could have came and locked the doors at any point. But she filed an intent to um, file with the Supreme Court. So, you have 30 days from the date of judgment, which was August 5th, to file with the Supreme Court. And all this is doing is just buying her time. That's all it's doing. So, within a month, she's got to have to be out. She has not packed. Now, this is a 1,200-square-foot ranch with a 2 car garage. Basement's loaded. The house is loaded. The garage, literally. It's <laughs> you can't even close the garage door. It's packed front to back and in the rafters. I'm not kidding. She could literally fill five 10 by 30 storage units. Not kidding. She's a hoarder. A major hoarder. Does not throw anything out. She breaks the glass. I can glue it back together. Drop a plate. I can glue it back together. Oh, my freaking God. Bad. Well, not, uh, no word of a lie. Trash day is every Thursday. We haven't put the trash out for two weeks because it's just me and her, but we barely have any trash. She will not throw anything out. She saves everything. If there's a kid's toy with a wheel taken off, she'll find another wheel and try to put it on. And Like, she will not throw anything away. So anyways, she has not assisted me with looking for storage units, looking for a place to live, place to send her dogs. Nothing. Not only that, she has not packed one fucking thing She's got less than a month to move out. She has no plans whatsoever. It is all up to me. If I didn't pay that $800, she'd be in the dark. Now, the electric company came down 10 days ago, and they said, you have 10 days to put the electric in somebody's name, but we're shutting it off. Well, guess what? That 10 days was two today. I asked her, did you even call the electric company and put it in your name? No, I don't give a shit. So I just told her, okay, they're going to shut it off. Now, what did I do? I sneak in the other room, go online, set up an account, put it in my name. She will not pick up the phone. She will not do anything. She won't make her dog disappointment. She does nothing. Sits around all day. Colors or cleans a house that she has to be out of in a month. No plans. Sit up. When they come shut, shut the door, I'll just grab my backpack and stop walking. Give me a fucking break. How adult is that? Hey, seriously. No, because she knows it's not going to happen. You know, and the thing is what pisses me off is I told her, Listen, I don't want any of your money. I don't care about it. I don't care how much you get. I'll help you get a decent car. Something that's not going to need work. going to last. I know how to buy cars. I, when I buy a car, I have good luck. Everybody says it. I really do. I know what to look for, and I know what to pay, and I know what it's worth. So anyways, and I said, you can put some money in the bank. And I said, what we should do is anything, like I said, God forbid there's a sheriff were to come here, and you would lose everything. What is the most important thing you don't want to lose? Let's pack that stuff, put it in storage. Work our way down to the least important things. That way, if they do come and lock it, whatever's left, what you don't mind going in the dumpster, <laughs> which a hoarder is nothing, that can stay. Not one thing has been packed. And she literally, up to the last day, will not do anything. I don't know what to do. And then when we get an argument, she goes, I'll live the the bridge before I live with you. So when I show her places, you know, two or three bedrooms, she's like, why do you need a place that big? <laughs> I'm not going with you. I don't know what she has planned. And this is stressing me the fuck out because I don't know what to do. So tonight, like I said, when she locked me out, I got over the letter thing, I I told you guys about that. Uh, Finally, when I snuck back in, I grabbed my shit and I put it on the porch. She locked me out again. I said, if you don't unlock that door in five minutes, I am leaving. You're not even gonna have to tell me again. You have five minutes. Half an hour went by, it's still locked. I said, I'm not kidding. I'm leaving and I will never come back. Of course, we all know I will. But I told her, said so you can take that letter and shove it up your ass. I'm not coming back. And you know what? Nobody's here to help you. Nobody's here to support you. Long story short, my son can't go back to that house, so he can't help. My daughter, she won't even get involved. My other son, he's in prison, and our oldest daughter is out on her own. Her family won't help her. She literally has not one person to help her. So I said, you know how selfish you are? Those dogs downstairs are going to be put up the SBCA. One of them is definitely going to be put down because he's a vicious dog. My son's dog there, which is a, like a pit bull bull master, big-ass dog, you guys are so irresponsible that you don't give two shits. If the sheriff comes here, she goes, Homeless people have dogs. They go Once they're homeless, then they go get a dog. By law, you walk out of here, they're going to say, it?" If you don't have shelter for those animals, where's their dog food? Where's their water? They're going to take those dogs in custody. Like She doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. She's literally going to lose every fucking thing that she owns. Including the pens that she draws with every day. I try to tell her that. I go, what you have in your bags? They're going to give you 15 minutes. Pack a backpack and out. You're literally going to lose everything. She doesn't understand the gravity of this. But... uh, This episode is going into the range of my maximum. I usually try to keep it 18 to 20 minutes. But I'm blabbing on 23 minutes. But I figured... I I just knew it. Uh, When she split... And I did that episode the other day. I just, I had a feeling. I I've been with her 34 years. I know the signs. I know when she's splitting. But I've been there six weeks. And I figured what she would think. If he went through enough trouble to have somebody drive an hour up here to pick him up and grab all his shit, he probably means business. So as soon as I get home, I check to see if she's online because I can tap into my router. And it says it's offline. So she's being stubborn. Unplugged the internet. But I'm gonna give her a couple of days. I'm not gonna contact her. I talk to her. I'm gonna go get a car Monday or Tuesday, and I'll drive back up there, and see how her attitude changes. This is the one time in her life she really needs somebody by her side. And She's going to fucking lose. This is not a game because you're gonna lose. You got the law against you, the court against you, the house has been sold. You need to get the fuck out of there, and you have not one person in this world to help you. Or cares. Except me. And that one person you throw under the fucking bus. And it's not there. I'll tell you one thing. When I go to heaven. I'm going to ask God. Out of all the disorders. Why? Why would you instill people with BPD? You are taking DNA from the devil. And putting them in these people. And it's making them kill themselves. It's making their spouses kill themselves making their spouses kill them. It is a vicious disorder. Why? Why? Where did it come from? It definitely came from Satan. He snapped his fucking DNA and spread it out. 18% of the women in the United States have BPD. 18%. I should play the fucking lottery if I can pick a woman. 18% have BPD. You know what sucks? Statistics prove... That people with BPD, when they're a good person, they're one of the best people in the fucking world. My wife has more good in her little pinky than some people have in the whole body. And that's what sucks. And that's how it always is. They're so good when they're good. But they're fucking... <laughs> you just want to... <laughs> blank, blank, blank. Hashtag keep my mouth shut. But... Anyways, I thank you so much for listening. Any comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, send me an email, thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. <sighs> I just, I wish there was a cure for this disorder. And if there is, I don't think it, uh, I, I pray, I believe in the Lord. I pray, I cry, I, I fucking love her. But anyways, thank you, Ben, for listening. Living the third degree of BPD, third degree has reached its limit tonight. Have a great evening, and remember, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to love themselves. Thank you, and happy life. Hi, if you'd like to contact me with any questions, suggestions, or if you'd like to be a guest on one of our shows, or would like an email read right on the show, you can contact me at thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. That's spelled T-H-I-R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-N-H. Third Degree Podcast NH. Again, that's at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you again. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences, and remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again, and have a happy life.